0: this is charmine
1: and hey this is ricky of gray matters the blog this is a replay of one of our favorite episodes from season two while we're preparing for season three make sure to check out our instagram page that's at gray matters the blog where we will release exclusive content for these episodes and sneak peeks into season three we hope you enjoy the episode
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gray Matters. I'm Charmaine.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Ricky. And as Charmaine said, we have another episode for you. For this episode, we are going to talk about influencer culture, Don don don. Sorry, that's the music that went in my head. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. Because we know that this is a very controversial topic. We understand that, and we understand that us, Gray Matters the Blog, <laughs> talking about this topic can kind of seem like what? What y'all doing that for? Um, because we do have our podcasts on social media. And we use social media to promote our podcasts, um, and. We know that we participate um, in social media and other interest-based platforms, but we also know that it's important to delve into controversial topics. And we are gonna talk about influencer culture and how it is really influencing or not us (laughs) us in society. And so we're gonna start of course, with the good um, parts of influencer culture and kind of Um, the benefits that we've seen in society. We're also gonna talk about the bad and the ugly. So buckle up, we're gonna go on this journey together and we're gonna kind of dissect and look closely into influencer culture. Um, Like I said, we're gonna start off with the good. And when I think about influencer culture, the first good that comes to my mind is democratization. And I think that that is so powerful. And this idea of like, we the people having like a say and having a voice like in this idea of um like we market to each other and like kind of having a what's supposed to be more i hate this word Charmaine, for its reason but authentic um insights into yeah. like marketing and in and, into and, and product development and etc 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 um and within democratization, of course, you get more inclusivity and representation. So you see people more who are, quote unquote, on your level are from who you are, your background, kind of participating and having opportunities to grow their platforms and market and consumer products and even create products in itself. We've seen a lot of different um underrepresented, especially in the beauty world, I think about all mm-hmm. of the partnerships with un- under identities um, and having this opportunity to, of course, build their brand and, and create products that are more inclusive. But you see this kind of across the board, fashion, tech, and so many different backgrounds of people having a voice and a say-so when it comes to products and, and, um, and kind of consumer goods in general.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I think another good is that, and this kind of connects both to democratization and inclusivity representation is that it's disruptive. That, you know, influencer culture has kind of come in and disrupted the norms of these kind of like very hegemonic practices of um, advertisement and um, I'm thinking like public relations, like kind of Mm -hmm. disrupted this very hegemonic system Um, and created a completely different model in a way that we, um, I mean, I'm thinking about this specifically in the terms of marketing, like just how people are marketed to, but also um, how we talk about certain things and certain issues. influencer culture in some ways has kind of helped to invoke change Mm -hmm. via this heightened exposure and attention to social movements. So for example, like social media and um, how the Black Lives Matter movement, hashtag BLM, were able to take off. Mm -hmm. Um, We were able to have more participation in protests and in um, boycotts and, uh, you know, petitions and just raise more attention to um, and, and raise awareness to social issues via social media and also with the help of like some um, or I don't know if that would say help, but also when like certain mega macro influencers talk about issues, mm-hmm. a lot of people listen, a lot of people follow them. So in many yeah. ways, um, now this could be the good, the bad, and the ugly, but <laughs> a lot of like social media influencer or, or influencers, whether they be like YouTube or other, you know, whichever platform of social media they may engage with. Um, and at this point it's usually all of them. They're like celebrities. Like a lot yeah. of these people are celebrities and mm-hmm. it oftentimes like depends on the age group and like what your interest is. So whether you're like, you know, following a gamer or a beauty person or mm-hmm. like a, you know, like, fashion. One of those, like co- yeah, fashion, like mm-hmm. content creators, like all around content creators. But, um, in certain age groups that really appeals them especially like when i think about the amount of like younger kids mm-hmm. that are like the jet the young gen z and gen alpha um girl gen alpha wait a minute <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've heard that i've heard that thrown around yeah like, oh, i mean like i mean because now like we think about it right gen z are like i guess are
1: they like entering college and stuff, yeah which yeah is like, ah, gen alpha uh, I, I think of like my uh, of of uh, my boyfriend's nieces and nephews because yes. they watch that they're like five and they're watching yeah.
0: youtube oh like, they're all about they know who they follow oh, and it's yes. all these a lot of times they're like they will follow like like age older influence mm-hmm. uh, influencers but then mm-hmm. a lot of the really popular ones are like unboxing and like yes. who play games and do unboxing watching and
1: them like, open toys i'm yes. like i was like
0: yes it's a Esther, whole thing i don't get it you
1: have a toy why? Why are you why Why are you watching someone open a toy? You You yes. got toys. What is this, anyways?
0: Yeah. No, but yeah, like I think that like that's who these kids are paying attention to, and I think mm-hmm. it is important to recognize that and not just be like, oh, those influencers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can still do that, but I think it is important to like think about the impact that they're having on our society collectively.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just. I feel like with this conversation I have so much to say but yes I'm glad that you brought up the Black Lives Matter movement I also think about the Me Too movement and Mm -hmm. how all of these different movements started off with a hashtag and I'm thinking about like of the time before social media and how that was so much harder to like get exposure about these different movements.
0: I mean, they've been like around for so long, right? So like the Black Lives Matter movement, the Me Too movement, these, they're not new. They've been around for a long time, but yeah. Yes,
1: exactly. These are not new ideas. These are not new movements, but, you know, we see this kind of uprise of engagement and participation in these movements. And I, I think that that's great but as we think about these movements and how, you know, we see this uprise, we even see this with, with Pride, um, which was in June, we see, this, um, we see this kind of reoccurrence of capitalism mm-hmm. and reproducing capitalism. And this kind of, this conversation goes into the influencer culture and it goes into all these different things. But we've talked about this before where we saw like people wearing hashtag BLM on a hat and didn't even like if if your activism is just buying a hashtag BLM hat or a rainbow hat or a hashtag me too you know all of these different merchandise if your activism stops at that point then arguably or not arguably matter of it's not activism that is active it's active activism that is passive and I think that part of the issue is that influencer culture can reproduce capitalism in itself like girl if I see one more person now okay let me preface this I fell into the YouTube craze phase like in the like mid like 2010 to like 20 what was that 13 15 when YouTube was like before it became this huge thing now where it's like so many different people, you had your main people on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I mainly went to it because I was like, oh, what should I wear? And I fell into this. Like I was buying dupes. Dupes were a big thing. It was like, get this makeup dupe, get this fashion dupe, get this dupe, yeah. dupe, dupe, dupe. And my closet was full of dupes. And I was like, I'm going to wear half of this stuff. And I'm broke now because I just bought all of these dupes and I fell into it and it's still hard to this day, like seeing different things. Like when it comes to, you see this really big in the beauty industry, really big in the fashion industry where they're, you know, you see these influencers with these ads and they're like, I just absolutely love this foundation. And I just love this stuff. And before not even realizing that this is an ad, like these people are getting paid to tell you like, the first thing that comes to mind before YouTube is like Jennifer Lawrence, wait, no, Jennifer, the one from friends, not Jennifer Lawrence. What's her name? Aniston. Yes. Jennifer Aniston Aniston and her Vino commercials. And I'm like, I'm like, girl, do you really love a Vino that much? But it's, (laughs) but it's so true, but it's
0: yeah. Because now I think there is more transparency with like, Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, been like, it, it didn't just happen organically. I think there was like a, a resurgence and like a call to have mm-hmm. uh, more transparency when it comes to advertisements. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, especially in that era of like YouTube, we did not know what was, we I mean, know. you could kind of figure out what was an ad, but like, if you were like a younger person and impressionable, mm-hmm. and I mean, I will say, I think I could figure a lot of it out because I worked in the beauty industry, but if I mm-hmm. didn't, like the sales tactics were real smooth. Like yeah. you know. How are you supposed yeah. to know? Like it's yeah. like the TikTok. How, how did you how did you know? How, how did they know? How would they know? How, how would the, they know? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, that that and the crazy thing about nowadays is that we know that they're ads, but you'd still see people like participating in this capitalist yes. society. And I think what even makes it like amplified is you have all of these influencers out there like getting all of this stuff nine times out of for free or for mm-hmm. like extremely low discount and they're like look at my fendi purse or like look at my you know all of these things that are not attainable for everyone and then you have these younger generations who are trying to attain it and you you can even um you can even expand this to like the problematic elements of this repro- like reproduction like you It's not just like products, right? It's Mm -hmm. ideology, it's ideas, it's beliefs and how like one person can be like, black life oh i saw this on tiktok so many people on tiktok were like black lives matters it's a cult and blah 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 and you like i would click on the of course i would be watching the video of like the people responding like looking at her looking at them sideways like what are you saying Mm -hmm. if you go to the original video you see people having likes like people are liking Mm -hmm. this people are commenting Mm -hmm. saying oh you're so right like using like language that i will not use on this podcast like all of these different harmful things and i think that's kind of one of the bads of influencer culture like it creates spaces for these toxic ideologies to continuously be reproduced and it kind of completely negates this idea that like the races are gonna die out or like we're gonna end racism because new generations aren't going to be race like this this fact that we'll yeah. grow out of racism or sexism yeah. or like fat phobia or classism like we'll grow out of it when that's not necessarily true because i see 16 year olds on tiktok <laughs> oh yeah participating
0: to, in all of that yes yeah every, it's like it kind of, yeah absolutely it kind of reproduces like echo chambers right Mm because social media is just a reflection of our society that's why algorithms are racist because Mm -hmm. the people who made the algorithms are inherently whether consciously or unconsciously biased and racist and so like it's it it is important to keep that in mind and I and I think what you said is like so like a hit the nail on the head because we do need to talk about how social media does continue to perpetuate capitalism and capitalist idea ideals and Mm -hmm. you know the, the, the the notions of like spending and needing to have certain uh products in order to fit into a certain class, um, or fit into like a, um, certain status or to Mm -hmm. have status. Like, I think that is, it is really problematic. I mean, especially think about it for people that like are in high school, um, even now, and, and we're going to have like a ethics of, of the fashion industry episode coming up where we talk about fast fashion, but it's like, especially when it comes to like products and clothing and like what you're saying about the dupes, like that is so real because it's like, you know, there's already when you're younger, especially if like you feel this lot, like in high school where, you know, you want to like have the cool thing and kind of fit in. And it's like that time span of like, what's cool or what to have is like getting shorter and shorter. And by extension those products are being essentially thrown away. And like, it's just, it creates like a really bad perpetual cycle of waste and like toxicity. And it's just, it's really, really problematic. It's not just, oh, this is cute and trendy and this is a cool dupe for the moment and I'm going to get this. And that's it. It's not allowing you to think about lifestyles in the term of like sustainability and like things that we like and the products we consume. It's just like sustainability is like thrown out the window because this is what's in right
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, oh, I mean, I could go on a whole rant about this. and I, Breathe. I feel like it's so important just to have this conversation about like just because something is trendy and cool doesn't necessarily mean that you have to fall into it. Cause I think of the amount of times I have bought something where I hate it, but I'm mm-hmm. aware of it because it's like, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Patricia Bryant, I love you, girl, but cause you made a video telling <laughs> me <made> that these <laughs> clever pants were cute. Are these pleather pants were cute when I hate? I hate these things because I live in Texas. When we live in baby, Texas,
0: and it's like, and it's 98 degrees, <laughs> degrees? like with 80 percent
1: humidity, nine months out of the year. sweat <laughs> tink in the pleather, and it's like I'm still cute. And I think it's so important for everyone listening, future generations, to know that like, wear what makes you comfortable, do what makes you comfortable, and you don't need all of the excess. Like you, like just because you see one person like wearing or having something doesn't necessarily mean that you need it like yourself especially if mm-hmm. you knock on especially if you're not getting use out of it you know and this goes for everything it can go for fashion it can go for makeup it can it can go for um for like anything you know skincare hair care whatever consume what you are actually going yes. to consume oh and you're skincare. actually going to use like I'm gonna tell you, I I have my holy grail products and I learned my lesson from trying to tear off being like, oh, this person said this is gonna work. Let me go ahead and buy it. And then being upset because I know my skin is like baby sensitive, right? And it's okay to just stick with what you know, stick with what you love, because as long as you are, and this is probably a future conversation we will have about like sustainability and like consumerism, like part of sustainability is if you know what you're going to use and you know what you absolutely love, then stick with that. Um, There's this really great Instagram account called Afro Minimalism that I've been following. She's really great. She has a new book that I pre-ordered, so I'll be reading it. Um, I'll tag her in this um, episode on Instagram, but she's really great at Framing sustainability, or even minimalism, if that's what you're into, in a way to where it's accessible, to where you don't feel mm-hmm. like you can't, you know, have what you love and and do what you like. But it's more like making sure that you are only consuming what you're going to consume and what yes. you like and what you love. And I think that that yes. is a big thing about um, influencer culture that we need to address. That everybody doesn't need. Everything. Yeah, we don't all need everything. No, you're so right. We don't all need everything. We don't all need to do what everyone's doing. Like, just because this person, like, I said I wasn't going to get into it. I'm get not gonna, into it into girl. it I'm not gonna get into it charmian no 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 but I'm just gonna say just because this person is getting their nails done every two weeks don't mean that you need to do it like especially if that's not your financial budget especially if if, if you don't even like it like feel free or just because this person is wearing a certain hairstyle doesn't mean that you need to do it or using a certain skincare product or hair care product or now it's subscribing to certain subscriptions what is it hello fresh now and all of these different things like just because that person is telling you hey this is great use my discount code doesn't necessarily mean you need to do it now if if you you know try it and you love it then that's great then that's a great part of like influencer culture having like um having exposure to all of these different like products and, and and subscriptions and opportunities to where you can try things and you can love it and it'll be great right I'm sure that's happened to a lot of us we've seen a YouTube video we were like okay I'll try it and you end up loving it right and yeah. that's the great part like I said of influencer culture where you have this exposure but there's also overexposure because mm-hmm. there's this um, platform that is larger where people are like there's a very binary definition of what is cool and what is the end and what is hip. I don't know what lit, whatever terminology (laughs) kids are using now, but you know, what is acceptable by society that it's a very like binary lens and the exposure to that lens is larger because we have all these platforms. But at the end of the day, look, listen, listen, Linda, do what you love, love what you do, like what you do, like what you use, and move on. Like, yeah. that's, that's what it should be about. And I'm done yeah. with my soapbox.
0: No, that was great. I'm sorry for everyone who had to listen to my, yes. I didn't realize how annoying that must have sounded. Um, as you say, your beautiful poetic words, Ricky. But yeah, like, I think, well, because that's what it is, right? Like, it's society, but like, it's kind of a reflection slash extension. Mm-hmm. And so it's this, it's just on like a different platform. And it's mm-hmm. kind of elevated into a way that we are able to look at it externally without maybe realizing or understanding that we are participating yeah. and understanding, but maybe just like unable to grasp the reality of living within it. It's like it's kind of like sometimes social media seems like something that we observe. And consume, but we're very much a part of that consumption. We are living within that that space as well. Um, and I think that is important to think about. And and yeah, like skincare, I just, yeah, I was saying about the skincare because just being in the beauty industry, like I, I mean, I, I love it in a way too, because then I do get exposed to so many more products, maybe what you would just on your own or coming across it. But also it can be problematic because oftentimes it's like, I'll have a lot of people and even my friends and I, we talk about this. So we're like, oh yeah, there's this cool new, like trending product that we can't, get away from. And I've done this myself a million times where I'm like, oh, I really want that. It's just cause it's like so trending. And sometimes you just want to try it. Sometimes it works for me. I'm with you. I have very sensitive skin, Ricky as well. Like I, things usually don't work for me. And so it's like, I'll get something cause it's new and trendy. And I'm like, why did I do that? Like it's, you should not have to buy things, especially that you're putting in or on your body that are like just trendy. And I also, I saw something really interesting about, and again, this might tie into our fashion conversation but about like um home furnishings and how like the aesthetic i i don't the way that the term aesthetic is used on um tiktok and other forms of social media is Girl, if
1: i hear aesthetic one more time everything gotta be aesthetic i don't I know. know why everything like aesthetic is aesthetic. Not,
0: yeah i'm like is is this a verb is it a noun how y'all plan on using it because y'all using it as both both all of the above um, but like um like yeah, the way that like home furnishings like they fit this aesthetic like of the moment, and that's something that I saw. Uh, if I if I can find the video, I was actually trying to find it the other day to show somebody, and I couldn't find it anymore. I hope it's not like taken down or the creator didn't remove it because it was really really well said. And if I do find it, I will definitely link it on our Instagram. Um, but it was basically like just saying how that's not sustainable. Not only is it not financially sustainable, it's not like a healthy environment to be in where you're like changing your entire like home aesthetic every or room aesthetic whatever it may be. Every Every few months because it's not trendy on a social media platform but also it's really really bad for the environment because like you're what are you doing with all this furniture so it's just it's it was really interesting like how they framed that conversation is something I didn't even it made me really think about it and it's it, it's kind of like and this this I guess like ties into the ugly Is like how has the internet and social media platforms morphed into a space that was meant to Or I guess the existential question at large could be, was it ever meant to um, be an inclusive and democratic space to one that has become exclusive and reproduces all these problematic notions of, you know, capitalism and all these things that we, like you said, Ricky, uh, kind of had these false ideas that would just somehow a society would outgrow. Mm -hmm. Um, But yet we see that they have been reproduced and uh, kind of like even more put under a spotlight, um, in these mediated spaces. so like, I just, I think that's a really, it's, it's a conversation that I think that, you know, will take some processing that needs to happen on an individual and a collective level. Um, when we think about what that is and then like, this is another question that I've been seeing kind of thrown around too, is about like, you know, what happens if everyone becomes, like, a micro-influencer, right? Oh,
1: gosh. That sounds like an episode of Black Mirror.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. It really does. Like, that episode of Black Mirror,
1: that um yes another one you're talking about where you you in society your place was based on the likes and she was trying to yes. get into that wedding yes and like, and she, like yeah. the numbers mm-hmm. and your interactions
0: and the numbers I will actually say that I I loved like the Twilight Zone growing up I loved watching the old reruns Black Mirror after that episode became too real for me I did not watch the subsequent seasons I just saw that one and I was like okay I had enough like literally it was I
1: crazy it like, was crazy you, like where you live is but if we not to not to cut you off, mean, No, go not, ahead. To, not to scare anyone off our podcast. But if we think about it, we live in that episode now yes. based on influencer culture. Like literally uh, job applications, especially if you want to do marketing, PR, whatever, they ask you for how many social media followers you have to tag your social media accounts even the creation of linkedin as itself which is supposed to be a job yes job format but it's really like social media for jobs like getting your job is based on like how many connections you have even Even how many followers even in academia like we are in this is why I'm hoping nobody in academia is listening, but this is why I was like, I don't want to be full-time academic. I can't, it's not in me. I'm just going to go do what I can because it is based on like, you know, it's based on who likes you, you know? Yes, well, it's, it is. It's It's like, and how many
0: conferences and academic spaces have we been in where there's now like sessions on like improving your social media, social media. profiles yes. mm-hmm. and being active and like do this and do this and do this. And these are all things that, take time, effort, mm-hmm. energy. We're not even getting into the whole conversation of accountability culture on social media and influencers. Like we're not even going into that, but we do have a whole episode on accountability culture from season one that you're welcome to listen to. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah. Like it's, it's, what is that going to look like in the future where your job will, it is largely like dictated by your social media presence or like lack thereof like I really really enjoy you know or at least enjoyed like doing social media on a very like personal level and and you know I'm like constantly working on like kind of just like rebranding my makeup artist profile and stuff like that for work but also like it's it's become a lot like it's Mm -hmm. and if now if you're expected to like do that for like an academic job as well Like, how will that affect you? What will those people's perceptions of what your social media profile should be impact your possible job outcome, which could impact your life outcome? Like, there's so many things to take into consideration um, that I think still, like, and I think it's problematic that social media just gets looked at as like, oh, it's just something we do for fun. We just rant on Twitter. We just post pictures of our food on Instagram where it is, yeah, it maybe started out that way. And maybe some would argue that it had some more like in quotes, like authenticity that way, or, you know, like it, it was fun that way, but now it's become a very vital and ooh, dare I say like problematic part of our culture and our society. And how do we reckon with that? What does the future of that look like?
1: Girl, I have so much. So there's, um, there's a show, um, that, um, um, that I was watching. It's called Cake. I wasn't watching it. My boyfriend's watching it and he always watches weird stuff. So I was like, what is happening? Um, But I was watching this show called Cake. It's like this little mini, mini episodes. Like each episode is like five minutes or so. And there's this like episode about influencers are making fun of like are like, influencer culture kind of, I don't know, I'll send it to you. Ooh, but this, yes, that sounds so interesting. There's this episode where these girls are, one is, an, they're all influencers, and they go out to eat, and, like, I won't go into it, but, like, the server brings them the food. Instead of eating the food, they, like, start taking pictures of the food, and, like, one girl stands on top of the, like, chair to take a picture, and, like, the whole thing collapses, and the whole, like, table and the food, like, falls apart, and, like, the restaurant is like, well, we made the food, so you still got to pay us for the food. But one of the influencers, she goes to her bank account, tries to get money out, and she has insufficient funds. And so she goes to the restaurant owner, and she's like, I'm an influencer. Like, if you comp our meal, like, I'll, like, post a picture or whatever. And he's like, how much was your bill? And it was, like, two fifty. And he's like, I don't even know who you are. Who are you? Like, I don't know who you are. You still got to pay your money. And I don't know this in this episode made me think about like, um, it it just made me think about like how our society has come where, like you said, this question, what happens if everybody becomes micro influencer? And I'm like, that's what happens. Everyone like goes around like, I'm an influencer. And we're just like, what is that? that
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Like what is left? And then also though, but like, if I think about it, macro influencers that are like the celebrity status influencers they do get their meals calmed they mm-hmm. get beauty influencers get taken on trips while mm-hmm. you know uh like this could, i mean whatever it's going- whatever, how people want to take this comment, but like beauty companies will literally cut positions of people that work for them and continue to pay, take influencers on these amazing, extravagant trips, which is like great for the influencers, but it sucks if that was your job. Like if your position got cut, but then your brand continues to take influencers out on, you know, to to Tahiti or whatever, like you're just SOL. And so it is, it's like, everybody does want to be a micro influencer until they can try to be a macro influencer.
1: I don't know. Like it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like there could be a whole episode or we could create our own, like, I don't know, black mirror episode or whatever episode about what happens if everyone becomes a micro influencer. Um, I don't know. It's a scary, it's a scary reality. It's a reality that we live in. Like you go like, okay, this is my last rant, but you go out to dinner and you see everyone's on their phone. Everyone's taking pictures. Everyone's doing this. And I had a conversation with friends before where it's like you can't even enjoy time with like friends that you haven't seen in a while because the whole thing is like let's take a picture like let's do this let's post post Mm -hmm. post 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 post." and I'm like if we spend our whole lives posting what is our life like when we oh I don't want to go too like dark but when when our existence has ended on this earth what what will will our lives be solely based on what we post mm-hmm. or will it be based on our actions and who we are as a being and what we are because like we thought my space was going to last forever where is my space now who goes on MySpace oh my space now no god one. yes. no one goes on my space like we thought like tumblr was going to last forever when tumblr and tumblr may, may still be around but like where is that now like eventually these platforms will evolve over time. And I think it's important for us to think about that in a society and think about that, like, just think about our life journeys as a whole. And I think, um, yeah, I think that as we continuously look at influencer culture through a more holistic lens like continue to talk about these binaries continue to talk about like the good of course the bad and the ugly um like we've addressed we can possibly um you know I don't know for a better lack of a better word, enhance or improve, improve influencer culture, whether you're an influencer listening, whether you aren't an influencer, but you follow a bunch of influencers, it'll help change our perspectives and our mindsets so that we can truly have a more inclusive, um, social media experience, um, and social media platform usage. Um, and like we said before, we know that we use social media as a social justice podcast, but I think that the usage of social media to, enhance, or to um, inform others about social justice and social justice movements is a, one of the great um, kind of benefits of social media, as we will continue to do. Um, But I would be interested to hear all of your thoughts. Share your thoughts with us. Share your your questions, your comments. If there's any influencers that you follow that are using their platforms in a beneficial way, whether that be sustainability, social justice, um, beauty, fashion, et cetera, let us know. Like Tag your favorite influencers. We can tag our favorite influencers that we follow. Um, And yeah, just share.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I was just going to say, yeah. But (laughs) there's a lot of people that are doing good. And I Mm -hmm. think it is, we can, we can kind of bring more of that on our feeds. um, But we obviously don't want to just like, you know, we don't want it to become like another echo chamber, but yeah, share that with us. Like share people who are doing the work, Mm -hmm. activists who are doing, you know, saying the damn thing and doing, doing the work and sharing um, like their activism and their advocacy. Um, and you know, maybe we can try to bring more of those voices to the center.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And. If you have any questions about influential culture, of course, we are going to tag a lot of great resources um, that we find. If we find some books, we'll, we'll of course, include the bookshop link because, you know, we love books here um, and some articles too. Um, But yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to stay engaged, stay in touch with us. And as always, stay tuned until the next episode. Bye. Stay safe. Bye. Thanks for
0: listening. We appreciate your support. You can continue to show your support by giving the podcast five stars and by following us on our website, graymatterstheblog.com, that's gray with an A, and on Instagram, as well as sharing and commenting on our posts on at Blog.
1: We want to connect with our gray matters community. That's you, our listeners. So if you have a comment or inquiry about customizable trainings and workshops, email us at blog at gmail.com. Stay safe, everyone. And we will chat with you next week.